Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't mind us, we're playing through. Here's Froggy and Wacker. Welcome to another edition of the Playing Through podcast. It's Froggy from Elvis Duran of the Morning Show, along with Brian Wacker from Golf Digest. Uh, on Twitter, we're at Playthrough Golf. Hit us anytime you got a question, something you want us to talk about. We'd love to hear from you on there. Uh, Brian and I both are on social media, at Froggy Radio and at Brian Wacker One. What a week of golf we just had. Good Lord. We needed the extra day to, to record this podcast because we needed all that to soak in. I mean, between Ricky not just winning in Phoenix, but the total absurdity of what went down uh, in the last couple of hours there, um, of course, Dustin Johnson in Saudi Arabia and Sergio in Saudi Arabia and everything that happened there. Uh, of course, we had Johnny Miller saying goodbye and handing off to Paul Azinger. Um, we had Tiger, Jack Nicholas, and Donald Trump playing golf together over the weekend. Um, yeah, there and, and then we had a game. We, we, we had a little football game on Sunday in Atlanta. Yeah. And I know you're big Tom... Brady supporter. Well, it's here's the deal: is that I'm just uh, listen. I mean, I'm a very open Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. I love right. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know they're not very good right now, but I, I love the Tampa Bay Bucks. However, I'm not what you call a Patriot hater, and I think that most people are either you love them or you hate them. And I'm not. I'm I'm in the middle. Yeah, they're certainly polarizing. Yeah, very I, much so. I am of the thought process, and I don't think I've said this to you yet. I think that I am so damn lucky that I have lived in an era that I have gotten to witness the greatness that I have witnessed in sports, okay? I have seen personally gone to a game and witnessed Tom Brady. I've seen Peyton Manning play. I've witnessed the run. Listen, I'm a, I'm a huge Gator fan. I know you're a huge Canes fan. I still think I'm lucky to have witnessed what we know as the Alabama Crimson Tide run that they've had. Nick Saban is, is, is amazing. To have been able to say that in my lifetime, I've seen Tiger Woods play golf. Um... I've witnessed a lot of. I've seen Michael Jordan play basketball. I've seen LeBron James. Like we've seen a lot of greatness in this era. And I know a lot of people talk about Babe Ruth, and they talk about other players. They talk about Will Chamberlain. They talk about Jack. These are our guys, and I believe personally, and I know that people can argue. 
I just believe that Tom Brady, the way he plays the game, I know he's not flashy. I know he doesn't go out and sling it around and throw for 500 yards a game. I think when it comes to just being a football player and being a guy that's great, I believe he's the best that's ever played the game, and I don't think in my lifetime I'm going to see anybody else. And so I'm appreciating this run. I don't want it to end. I hope he wins more Super Bowls just because I want to be able to talk about it when I'm an old man sitting in my chair, pissing in my pants, and got to have somebody clean my ass for me that I can say, hey, Thanks, I, thanks for that image. I watched Tom Brady go on that run. I, I mean, I remember every single one of them. And so for that, I'm thankful. I'm not a hater. I'm not upset they won. I do agree the Super Bowl was it was a little lackluster, but I mean, hey, it was defense. It was a it was a defensive game. What do you want? You you got fireworks the week before when you got to see Kansas City and New England play. New England can beat you any way they want to beat you. You want to score a lot of points? They'll score a lot of points and beat you that way. You want to have a low-scoring game? They'll beat you that way. It doesn't matter. I just have a question. Did you root for the evil empire in Star Wars or not? No, I'm not a Star <laughs> Wars guy. I'm just not a Star Wars guy. I don't think I, I think I saw one Star Wars my mom took me when I was a little boy because she wanted me to like it, and I, I don't think I uh, liked it. Well, but it sure sounds like it with uh, – <laughs> no, look, I, I, I'm with it. Brady is, is uh, certainly, if not the best, one of the best. Um, How can it, anybody be better? They don't – I mean – I mean, what do you judge by? Sure. I mean, in, in in every barometer, he's better. In every barometer. In other words, I know some people, and listen, I'll argue that Tiger's the greatest ever, but if you argue barometers of of uh, major championships, Jack is better. If you argue second places, Jack well, is better. And he, and here's a great stat that uh, my friend and colleague Jason Sobel uh, threw out the other day on Twitter. Uh, Brady, of course, six rings. Jack Nicholas, six masters, six green jackets. And, of course, Michael Jordan, six, six rings. To me, Jordan is, is sort of the, the gold standard because not just of the six, at least in the modern era, but the fact that he never lost. He actually retires in between, comes back and wins three more. Right. Um, probably would have won even more if they could have kept the band together. But um, uh, to me, that's the gold standard. But certainly you can't, uh, as bad as that game was uh, on Sunday, you can't dispute the greatness of Brady. And you can't dispute, uh, in my opinion, that the golf was actually more exciting it on was. Sunday it was. than uh, the football, and that's because, uh, unfortunately, a little bit because of one of the most bizarre situations I've ever seen. I started to feel for Ricky Fowler at this point. You don't root uh, in this business, but the way that was unfolding, of course, uh, by this point we're all familiar, Ricky Gets the eleventh hole with a five shot lead. Right, birdie, birdie ten. So, right. you, so you think you thinking it's over? It's a walk yeah, from you're here. Thinking, you're thinking it's over. Five shot lead. Then proceeds to chip into the water. His ball not checking up on the wet green, rolling all the way across and into the water. Then he places it on the bank, walks up to the green to have a look at, at the pin and, and where he wants to hit it. And the ball all by itself rolls into the rolls into the hazard. And now it's a penalty because it rolled into the hazard, which to me again. Rules of golf strikes because, look, the fact that it rolled into hazard and he didn't touch it, and right, it was never didn't, in. I mean, didn't I, touch I, it. I didn't know it's cause it to move. Technically in play. Now look, he certainly could have marked where he was going to place it first, walked up to the green, and then done it, and then placed it right before he was ready to hit the shot. Either way, it's it's absurd to me that had the same thing happened on the putting green, for example, his ball rolling without him causing it to move. There is no penalty. No, he would have gotten to re, he would have gotten right. to re, replace it. it. Yeah, but simply because it rolls into a hazard just doesn't make a lot of sense. No, I agree. I, I, I agree one hundred percent. So he goes in the span of thirty minutes, leading by five, to now leading by one, and of course then being tied and then losing the lead, yeah, trailing going, by one. Yeah, but going look, down. As I wrote for for um, 
Golf Digest on on Sunday night, you know, this was a, a lot had been made about Ricky's failures when holding a fifty four hole lead, and he had struggled at Phoenix right. in, in with, with leads, and, and, and had gotten struggled up the last there. two right. years in Phoenix. Um, in, in that case, so um, this look, time will tell if this really, you know, this could be a catalyst to something better for him. Of course, his fifth win on tour, and maybe it'll lead to a whole lot more. My point is. Um, as I wrote for Golf Digest, is that a lot of players hit their stride in their 30s. Didn't hit their stride until their 30s. Um, look, certainly guys like Phil Mickelson and Justin Rose um, had success in their 20s, and and Ricky's had some success, not as as much as people would think or expect. Or but he's had some success. He's I mean, had he's, some success. He won Qual Hollow. Sure, he's won. Uh, he's, he's won, won the players. The, right, won the players. So he's had. I mean, he's some got some. Good, he's got some good wins. I, but that's I, a long career. It it's is a, a long, long career, career. So, and, but he hasn't been around that long. Right. Four wins is not bad. It's like it, this almost feels like, and yeah, I'm about to use the word, so we're going to be about a little over seven minutes into the <laughs> here podcast. Go. Here we go. I did my best, everyone. Um, I did my best. I still look at it as the Tiger effect. Oh, is we that go. We all there sit around is. and there want everybody go. to win at the clip that he no, won. No, you're right. He, and he, it's not going to happen. Four four victories for Ricky Fowler is not bad. Well, Yes, it, I realize there's been some not close. Certainly should be better. Okay, but hold on. He one year finished second in every major championship. No, well, in the top five. Top five in every major sure. championship. Okay, that's a great year. It I is. know he didn't win, but that's a great year. It's like because the, the guy hasn't won 12 times yet and he doesn't hold three majors, we're going, hey, it's a disappointment. I'm sure Riggy would like to win more too, but he's had a pretty damn good run. He has, and he's always been a, a, a glass full guy um, in terms of life off the golf course. Uh, and, and I want to say something else picture too, and and so forth. But um, the way he handled himself on Sunday, oh, absolutely, is amazing. Look, there aren't many guys that would be able to deal with what he dealt with. You think about the the cobwebs and the scars and the demons that are there from the previous failures after fifty four hole lead. You think about what's been in there from previous failures on that golf course. Yep, and knowing that sixteen had been a problem to him, and he gets through, excuse me, 17 had been a problem to him. Right. And then you get there, and now you feel like, what the hell can I do? Like, now the I've placed the ball, it's rolled in the water, I'm being penalized, I've lost the lead. You never saw him utter a word of disgust. You never saw him curse. You never saw him throw a, throw a club. You never, he had a smile on his face the whole time. He just kept it together. And that says a lot about who Ricky Fowler is. Well, a whole and, lot. And to me, two things stood out. One, um, fortunately for Ricky, he had more holes to play. Look, there was still a long way to go after what happened on 11. Um, and let's be honest, the guys behind him on the leaderboard, you know, particularly players in his group, Matt Kuchar and Justin Thomas, weren't putting any heat on him. Correct. They were but, not. But Brendan well. Grace was from another sure. group until now, he also faltered Brandon, late, too. Now, Brandon Grace, of course, as you mentioned, playing in the group in front of Ricky, makes a great charge, comes from eight back at the start of the day. Um, but then, as you say, falters late. And to Ricky's credit, again, as you pointed out, you look at not just sort of mentally how he handled it, but his golf, right? He birdies the par 5 15. Right. Um, also, another birdie on 17. Almost chips in at 16, then yep. gets to 17, yep. that drivable green. Does he lay up and play safe? No. Takes the driver out of the bag and yep. drives it on the green. And that made, says a lot about where he was. And made some some really clutch par par saves and par putts. Look, he had a six-footer on 13. He got up and down from that sort of awkward stance on 16, as you mentioned. Yep. Um, 
and then, then one more on 18 hits it into the rough where into you thought, twos. oh boy, yeah. here we go. Um, that was a solid shot out of there, though. Gets, gets a little bit of a break from the standpoint of the ball wasn't buried in there. So good news there, but plays it smart, gets out, gets up and down, makes his par, and that's and that's the end of the golf tournament. So uh, to me, showed tremendous composure, and you wonder if this will now open up. Uh, I don't want to say the floodgates because I, I again, I you know, I don't think you're going to see anybody win six, seven, eight times a year. But no. But will this open up the floodgates or the chances for for him to win a major championship? Will he maybe feel a little less pressure uh, to finally break through at a major championship? Again, this is a guy. You know, look, we can look at the at the world rankings, right? Justin Rose, number one player in the world, didn't win a major until his 30s. Uh, Dustin Johnson, up there as well, did not win a major until his 30s. Uh, Phil Mickelson, of course, did not win a major until his 30s. And, of course, Sergio Garcia, a couple of years ago, didn't win a major until nearly 40. So, right. uh, And we'll get to Sergio in a minute. Um, speaking of composure or lack thereof. Right. Um, and that, that's yeah. really kind of where my Ricky rant was going. Sure. Is that – there are multiple ways, and and listen, we all get frustrated on the golf course, but to see the way Ricky handled himself is just sheer class, and because of that, I'll pull for Ricky a little harder and want to see better things happen for Ricky, and I think they will because he does put the bad stuff behind him, and he moves on and continues to play, and when he doesn't play well, I'll be honest with you, because I've been rough on Ricky before and said that there's something going on, he doesn't close on a 54-hole lead, but what I will say is Ricky owns it. When it goes south, he says, I didn't get it done. He doesn't blame anybody else. He doesn't blame the golf course. He doesn't say the golf gods are against him. He, it's, it has, Ricky says, I just didn't get it done. You know what, though? He I, got it done on Sunday. Part of me was, uh, speaking of Sunday, part of me was really wishing we had Johnny Miller for one more round on Sunday. Uh, look, Paul, I thought Paul Ezinger, uh, he'll he did a great job. He'll continue to do a great job. He's sort of a softer, uh, kinder version of Johnny, if you will. Um, I think he'll be very good. He's got a, a terrific mind. Um, but I really was wishing we had Johnny for, for that. Just and not not just Ricky, but everybody. A lot of guys were struggling down the stretch on Sunday, and, and to hear how Johnny would have called that. But anyhow, um, that segues, of course, to Sergio, and of course, uh, Saudi first, Arabia. First, let's let's congratulate Dustin Johnson. That was a great victory, sure. and he re- he Saudi put a low Arabia, round together yep. and charged to the leaderboard, and then stayed up there, uh, birdied his final two holes, I believe. Uh, to win the Saudi Arabia championship. I I know that neither one of us were thrilled. Um they shouldn't that, have been there. Just that they were something. playing there. They shouldn't have been there. And and we made that very clear last yep. week. If you, if you want to hear our uh opinions on that, you can listen to last week's podcast. But and it's not just us. Plenty of players felt oh, that way. Oh, for sure. There. Absolutely. Sure. Um but congratulations to Dustin. He did get it done. I know yep. Justin Rose missed the cut. Uh it was kind of shocking to see. Um he had missed the cut in, I think 47 events since like 2011 yeah, on the, the European yeah, tour. The European tour, yeah. Um however, Unfortunately, the story out of Saudi Arabia that everybody's talking about is the way Sergio conducted himself. And you know what? This seems to be a pattern that happens a lot with Sergio. Uh, my son showed me a video, actually. He's got a history. Of Sergio with a lot of throwing clubs and getting upset and just, you know, a, a, and listen, there's, I know, a lo- I know a lot of guys get upset. I get it. And, and But it seems to happen a lot more with Sergio and there seems to be an excuse always where we don't always own it. I know he has owns I know he has somewhat owned what happened in Saudi Arabia. But the video that there are no I find it weird there's no video of him destroying the greens. 
but they say that it did happen, and he admitted that it happened. So there, I don't think there's any dispute. And that. other players confirmed that that greens were marked up. Um, you know, four or five greens. It sounds like were were damaged. Right, but the video that we saw out of the bunker is enough to tell me that we that something's going on there. That was that was that was some art. That was like that was some art right there, man. That was that was. Uh, I look at it like a signature. You know, some like he did it a couple times. Some baseball managers would have been really – they would have loved that. And then when he went to walk away, he drugged the club like once, and that was like his signature on it. Like, just take right. this. And then he was cursing. Now, yeah, I It was don't, like his signature on a painting, right? Like, I don't speak Spanish. Do you? Uh, un poco. You, so what's that, a little? Yeah. Okay. So I don't exactly know what he was saying, but I asked one of the girls that I work with here at the radio station, and she said that it didn't really make any sense. He's just like screaming off curse words. All right, there's the drag. So here's what I'm getting from it. I know what mierda is. Sure. And there's something well, about He said los caddies. Yeah. yeah, so he said, I don't think he liked the way the bunker was rigged prior to when he got in it because he said something about another caddy being right. Mierda. So I think his issue... So on, let's just pummel the bunker worse. Let's right, do that. Yeah, right. So he gave his caddy more work right. so he could fix it for the next guy who's got to come along. Yeah. But there's just... This is happening way too often with him when things don't go his way. Well, look, at this point, you know, we all heard about the, the transformation um, of Sergio when he won the Masters two years ago. And this sort of maturity... And, and look, I, I know his... Uh, his wife, Angela, I've gotten to know her through the years, and she's been a big influence on him and a very positive one. And there's a lot of positive about Sergio. He's charming, engaging, does a lot of things for kids and charity. Yeah. Lots of, lots of positive. I'm not taking away from Look, that. But that doesn't, you know, that doesn't dismiss the antics that just seem to, to continue to happen um, with him. You know, you, you just hope, you hope that this is the last of it. You hope that he realizes, you know, look, right. I was out of line. And he and look, he apologized. Um, but really, um, I feel like the European tour should have suspended him. Um Oh, I believe so hundred percent. Now, I can't look, they some, did it. some people were calling for you know, multiple months of the season. I think that's a little much. But definitely a couple tournaments. I, I would say, yeah, maybe a tournament or two. Um Certainly a fine. It's got to be fixed. He, there's no way yeah. he can come over here. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing and, and he's, look, he'll play the players, so sure. he's going to be here soon. And, and look, it you can't act that way over here. And if and if his name Sergio, if his name's not Sergio Garcia, I, I think I the person time, is suspended. Yeah, I have a hard time thinking there's not some sanctions that are incurred. So right, um, it's unfortunate and uh, and and really just well, we, you know, you heard Brooks Kefka. You'll you'll hear him in our podcast talk about. Um, you know his he he gives his very open direct opinion of yeah. what he thought about it. Yeah, we're definitely gonna yeah we're we're gonna talk to Brooks later on in the week, yeah. and uh, you're gonna hear Brooks's opinion on it. Yeah. And I think that Brooks's opinion is probably one that many players share. Yeah, but I I don't want that to over uh overshadow uh, Dustin's victory real quick. I wanted to share something that was sent to me as well. So uh, Dustin changed drivers. He started with the M6 oh, if you remember go. early. Yeah. Um, in the season he made another driver switch, and so it says there's something about. A new driver that brings out the best in Dustin Johnson. For the second straight year, he actually changed drivers. He went from the M5 to the more unforgiving M6. 
Uh, got his ball speed up to 185 miles per hour. Had an hour-long session with different shafts and different heads. Swapped to the M6 and won. So Dustin Boy, Johnson. Another big week for TaylorMade. Yeah, another big week for TaylorMade. And also, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, playing, playing the new TaylorMade ball. Playing the new TaylorMade ball. So a very good week for they, our friends yeah, at TaylorMade. program. They've done, uh, they continue to do amazing uh, work with their equipment. It's uh, some of the best in the game. And and look, a lot of companies make great equipment, but, but TaylorMade is certainly uh, off to a great start in 2019. It's so weird to turn on the TaylorMade website and you see Ricky Fowler standing there right. in orange front and center. Yeah, you know what I mean? Go. But he is. He's playing the TaylorMade ball. Um, and another, another uh, TaylorMade player, of course, uh, was in the headlines over the weekend. And that was your favorite player, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods played golf with uh, our president Donald Trump and Jack Nicklaus on Saturday. Uh, completely unexpected. I, I, I had no idea. Um, I, I am friends with uh, some people who are friends with uh, Tiger, and I am also friends with the Trump family. Um, and so I, I had no idea. And all of a sudden, I was uh, I was doing some traveling with my wife. I looked at my phone. I got a picture, and it was the picture of Jack Tiger and and uh, um, Mr. Trump, President Trump. And uh, somebody said, how would you like to be the fourth in that group? And i got to be honest with you. If I was the fourth in that group, I don't think I'd hit a ball. I don't think I'd think I'd play. I'd be like, can you guys look the other way while I hit, please? Because I'd be so nervous, I'd probably miss every single ball. But uh, Mr. Trump said that um, Tiger played very well. I would just make sure I was keeping my own scorecard. That's oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but President Trump tweeted that Tiger played well, uh, that Jack can still putt like a fiend. He still putts, you know. You, you've seen Jack at the Masters. When, when we see him hit the uh, ceremonial uh, first tee yeah, shot, and then yep. we see him play the par three, sure. Jack still putts very well. He played in that father son challenge earlier this year. Yep, was putting lights out, so he can still putt. But it was good he, to see uh, Tiger and them playing golf. You know what I loved about it too is the, is the photo. So there's, of course, the president dressed as you'd expect, um, with the giant USA hat, right? And then there's and then there's Jack looking like a guy who's turned up on the weekend to play a casual round at the local club. Right. And there's Tiger looking like he's ready for a photo shoot. Right, exactly. Yeah. Tiger, Tiger looked like he was ready for a PGA Tour round. <laughs> right. He had, of course, uh, uh, you know, the pants. He had the, the Nike pants, the Nike shirt, everything Nike, of course, and and uh, ready to go. But, uh, yeah, so that was in the news over the weekend. Um, yeah, it was a busy weekend. Yeah, it really was a busy weekend. So the uh, waste management in the books, congratulations to Ricky Fowler. Uh, Dustin Johnson with a victory. Congratulations to TaylorMade. They got a uh, a, a ball vi- well two two ball victories with, yep. with Dustin and Ricky, and then the, uh, the uh, golf clubs. Uh, they're the sponsor with uh, Dustin Johnson. And then now this week we move on to the AT and T Pro Am, Pebble Beach, Pebble Beach Pro Am, which I guess they had some inclement weather there, yeah. which destroyed some structures. Yeah, they had some damage um, over the weekend. Some some pretty nasty storms rolled through. Now is there a major there this year too? Might be. So hold on. So okay. So <laughs> is this the first time? No, that they no, will no, no, play no, no. a regular tour no. event and a major in the same in the same year. No, no, it ha- it happens every every time that Pebble Beach hosts, of course, the U.S. Open, which has happened several times. Right, now, of course, um, 2010, I believe, was the last time. So, do you see the guys that play at this time with an advantage over? No, none? no, because um, we have our good friends at the USGA come in and oh. set up the golf course. Right, so, they make um, it really hard. <laughs> so, right now, look, that said, um, in. Uh, I'll give uh, our readers what's called a little tease here. I'm working on a story that you'll see in Golf Digest in an upcoming issue for our U.S. Open preview. Um, and Pebble Beach is the topic. And there are very few venues that um, are hard to screw up, if you will. Right. And, and Pebble right. Beach is one of them. Is one of them right. Because uh, consistently um, – 
that that golf course, the design of it, the small greens, the grass, the type of grass, the poana grass, um, the layout of the golf course really lends itself well uh, to not just a major championship, but of course the U.S. Open. And I think we're going to see a fantastic. So to answer your question, no, there's there's really no correlation between playing uh, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am this week and this coming week and uh, how the course will play during the U.S. Open. That said, well, the reason I ask a is guy when- like Dustin Johnson has, has, of course, won Pebble Beach, has won the, the regular tournament and played well there in 2010, actually had the lead going into the last round. So right. there's some correlation maybe, but again, we're talking about a guy who's one of the top players in the He's world. He's already playing well right. anyways. Well, because I remember when it was at Congressional, they had a major at Congressional. Right. They moved Tigers tournament away from there. Correct, for two years, it, yes. To get it ready. So, so that's it really why depends I found it a little strange. Yeah, it, it really depends on the venue. You don't see it often, but with a place like Pebble Beach that's so iconic and has been there for so long and, and really um, can handle uh, both infrastructurally and the golf course itself, can handle hosting a tour event and then playing a U.S. Open, a major championship there months later. So, um, yeah, that's – look, that one's uh, always a fun one to watch because it's Pebble Beach. Uh, the scenery is unbelievable. Right. You get some of the celebrities. Sure, you get some celebrities. and Yeah, so it'll be fun to watch. And then, Who's your uh, favorite celebrity to watch, by the way? Who – well, you know, it's funny. You, you, you see you different guys – well, you see different guys play different tournaments. So sure. guys that are good – the baseball players usually seem to be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, golfers. So when you see like hockey, another another sport that translates yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So those guys actually end up playing well. So I, I enjoy watching those guys. I, I don't really like when when Bill Murray gets up there. I'm like, really, dude. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think I could probably beat Bill Murray. I mean, he's just not good. And and and, and listen, neither oh, am I. Come on, he's pretty good. But you're right. I'm the the shtick of it all is right. Yeah. I just get over that. It's it just I just Tom Brady. By the way, pretty good. I actually saw him play there a few years ago. Is uh, he really? Yeah, pretty good. Um, so we're this week. At uh, Pebble Beach, and then next week, Tiger's back. We're at the Genesis, um, where we will get to see Tiger again. And then we're Mexico, and then we'll be in the Florida swing. So there we go. really starting to heat up. I mean, it really. We're the the season's getting ready to take off like a rocket. So I mean, it's nice. I I, I enjoy watching them play Pebble Beach, um, and then the Genesis is great because you're going to get Tiger in a fairly good field there as well. Uh, and then Mexico's a WGC event. Uh, still haven't decided if Tiger's going to play uh, that yet. Hasn't committed yet, which, you, as you know, we probably won't get a committal on that until the week of the Genesis because I think he, what, you have to commit before the, the Friday before the event? Correct. Yeah, so probably won't get a, a commit or a non-commit there uh, and whether he's going to play that or decide to play the Honda. But lots going on in golf, so much uh, to talk about. Thanks for tuning in to another Playing Through podcast. Once again, later this week, we are talking to PGA, uh, the, the defending champion of the uh, PGA Championship, three-time uh, major championship winner, Brooks Kepka, uh, has been in New York doing some press for the PGA Championship. So we will talk to uh, Brooks. Brian, not able to be on that. He's got a uh, assignment for Golf Digest that he'll be on. So thanks for tuning in to another Playing Through podcast. Once again, hit us anytime on social at Play through golf on Twitter or at Froggy Radio and at Brian Wacker One. I think you've had enough. Playing through. No. Now you've had enough. With Froggy and Wacker. Bitch. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. 
Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.